Welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. It is TJ Pittenger along with Richie Barnes and a couple of special guests, Coach Lonnie Almeida and Elizabeth Mason from FSU Softball. We appreciate you guys so much for taking your time and joining us tonight. Everybody, Richie, Lonnie, Liz, how are you guys doing tonight? I mean, come on. Excited. We're going to Oklahoma City. <laughs> yeah, that's that's the uh that's the title of the podcast, Oklahoma City Bound. We are so excited for you. We were talking off air. Um, and my wife played softball in high school, so I got her juiced and excited about the uh game on Friday, Thursday and Friday night. Um, I tweeted this too. Was this the best weekend ever to not have to play on Saturday and Sunday? Because we had yeah. already clinched. <laughs> like, wasn't it nice? Just Liz, you were sitting there just chilling and not having to worry about what was happening on Saturday and Sunday. You were already in Oklahoma City. Nothing else mattered. Definitely relax, watch everybody else play. It was nice to not go to game three for once. Yeah. Um, the uh we had talked about this. We had we had heard about this, but the announcers kept driving home the point that the team that won in Game One of this series was was in trouble. Right? Was not was in trouble for Game Two and Game Three. And you guys shut the announcers up and the 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 media perception up. Ended up winning Game Two. So exciting to see. Um, I want to start with this. I, I want to start with Cat in game one um just an incredible game that she pitched lonnie talk to us about um cat in game one because she was phenomenal uh, a game that fsu won one to nothing uh talk to us about her in game one yeah i mean i think cat's been so good at um embracing her defense so when you say cat and and her exemplary performances it always goes straight to the defense too you think about the defensive plays that were made and um, you know, it, it's the whole infield. It's the outfield. I mean, Danny ran down some balls. Sid made some plays. Josie, Mason picking them at first. Like, there was just some big plays for us. And so, um, but our thing was to keep the two speedsters off the bases, you know. And I think she was going into the fifth with a no-hitter. And then uh, Andrews got, you know, a lead off there. But so she did a really good job of keeping them in check. So pitching and defense, cat eyes up that defense and gets after it. And uh, she's having a lot of fun. You talked about Sid. She was fantastic in that sixth and seventh inning there in that game. Um, a couple of balls hit to that hot corner, and she, uh, I mean, proved why she was the ACC Defensive Player of the Year. We asked you about her last week, and we're going to ask you about her this week again. Talk to us about Sydney on that hot corner uh, in that in those late innings. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Sid thrives the defensive part. She loves it, um, and I know Elizabeth can speak to this, but. Uh, I talked about it last week. I mean, they came out as a unit all fall together. So there's nothing that really surprises us when we see Sid play. Um, but boy, does she inspire us, you know, continue to do it week in and week out. Um, you know, she just, how oh gosh, falls right at her to her left, to backhand, to, to sometimes making a big league throw. It just looks so easy over there to Elizabeth, you know, and, and but that's her every single day. So um, it's just fun to see her be so consistent and so extremely outstanding and gifted uh, at third base. She really is fantastic to watch on that heart, on that uh, fast corner there. Um, game two, though, required a couple of comebacks, and that's where we'll get Liz in here in just a moment to talk about it. But uh, bottom of the seventh with two outs, it, it really – we talked about this on air or off air. We talked about – Man, it really looked like we were about to get to a game three. LSU 
had the lead virtually the whole game. Um, the sixth inning, we got one back. And then the seventh inning, we got another one back to force late. And then in the top of the eighth, LSU hits a home run. And you think like, man, everything we've done to come back here, yeah. they've just ruined it. Like they've just hit the home run in the top of the eight. Like we're like, we just worked so hard to come back. Um, Liz, we'll get to you in just a minute. But Lonnie, talk to us about, you know, Liz stepping out of the plate there in the in the bottom of the eighth because that's just unreal. Yeah. Um, it'd be hard to argue that Elizabeth hasn't had some of the bigger swings uh, for this program in four or five years with us right now. And um, we always talk about her being a coach's daughter. You know, she's got it in her DNA, the game. Um, but, you know, I think what I've seen with Elizabeth this last month um, is just really bared down and prepared herself. I mean, she's worked really hard in studying the pitchers, studying the game, studying herself. She's very consistent in her approach. And so anytime she comes to the plate, something can happen. And when you're in a one-run ball game, a two-run ball game, a bloop and a blast, or a one-run ball game, a blast, like, and you know that someone's at the plate that can do that and they're present, uh, you know, that'd probably be the biggest thing. We've been challenging Elizabeth as a coaching staff for a while to be present, not worry about failure and expectation. And she has been lights out for the last, you know, three weeks, month right now, and it's been so fun to see. So, I mean, how can you not be excited you're excited in the first inning. You're excited in the seventh. You know that someone's got the ability to do that. And she did it. <laughs> yeah. And we're thankful. Like, Liz, yes. thank you. Thank you. <laughs> so, 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 Elizabeth, like, talk to me about that. Because you're down to your last out. Literally two outs. You're at the plate. You have to. Your nerves have got to be just shaking at that point. And you just hit a home run to tie the game. Did you know right when it left the bat that it was gone. And were, were you sitting on that pitch, by the way? Because it, it looked like you were kind of waiting for that, and, and it just all came together. Um. Well, yeah, I mean, I hadn't had the most success off her rise ball. She kept throwing it and jamming me in. So I was kind of expecting the rise in and trying to defend off everything else. But pretty much off the bat, I kind of knew it was out. It felt really good off the bat. It felt really good. Um barrel like I really squared it up and um like coaches said in those moments the same way it was um one home run for them put them up one swing and one pitch and one home run is all we need you know two outs it doesn't matter two outs two strikes if we have a bat and we have the opportunity I would say the nose are never out of it so it was really an exciting moment for me and for the team and I am like very thankful that um <laughs> We did not have to go to game three in that. We got the job done. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of, uh, you know, the national championship run you guys had a few years ago where, you know, you you lost in the first game out in Oklahoma City and then it came all the way back. But just uh, you guys have nerves of steel. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, it, you are just ready to go no matter what. And uh, but what's it like rounding third base, going back to the dugout after – doing that, knowing you gave your team hope again at life, because it, like TJ said, we were kind of ready for game three and you kind of said, no, nah, not so fast. We're going to we We might do it here. Um, well, in the world series a couple years ago, it was a little different because um, that hit against UCLA, I got to round third and all my sisters were there at home plate waiting for me. And obviously this year it's a little bit different, but um it was just a really exciting moment because everyone had worked so hard to get up to that point, you know, um, Kaylin, Danielle throwing 
an amazing game for us defensively, doing the best we could. So in that moment, it was kind of just like giving us another chance as a team to to finish it out. And it it wasn't necessarily the difference maker, but I think it was a really great opportunity to kind of show the softball world that, you know, the Knolls can do it. We're in it. And, you know, we're just as much competition as anyone else. Liz, um, a lot of the former Knolls, I've seen, I've seen um, Meg on there. I've seen a lot of the old Knolls that won in 2018 support the team and be excited about going back. I was, Jesse said she was going to the, to the Oklahoma city. What does it mean to have their support? Um, you know, the, 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 the gals that won a couple of years ago, what does it mean to have their support behind you uh, while you guys are doing your very best to, to win another national championship? Um, it's amazing. And we talk a lot about having the culture. We have a set of values and family is the first value on that list, um, those girls are my sister just as much as the girls on Team 38 are my sisters. And um, our senior class already talks about coming to the garage in three, four years from now to cause a mess for Kocha and, you know, <laughs> stir up some trouble. So we don't expect anything less from them. Those girls support us and day in, day out, any way they can. And it's always exciting to have them back because we do have such fond memories with them as well. Uh, on a on a show a couple of months ago, Richie said that he would take batting practice against the uh, the girls that pitch. We are I, he's going to be up there Labor Day weekend, and I'm hoping you can get your pitchers out there to strike him out because I am 100 <laughs> percent uh, game for that. Uh, Coach Almeida will ask you. Um, you made a decision to pinch hit in the bottom of the ninth. Uh, you you made a decision to bring Kirsten Landers in to pinch hit. Um, ended up being a great decision. Uh, what what goes into a decision like that to to bring her in? And obviously hindsight's twenty twenty. That that is, ends up being a great decision because she hit the game winning hit right and and win. But like what goes into that? Talk to us about Kirsten and and that and that play to to send us to Oklahoma City. Yeah, I think. Uh... Travis and Troy run the offense um, when it comes game time and um, we chat in between innings. Um, usually I just kind of give some of my input and what's going on, but you know, I mean, and they're definitely the, the hitting coaches. And so I think, you know, I don't know, it was like the third or so we knew we had a couple kids on the bench that uh, could do something for us throughout the game when we needed. And um, I had talked to, you know, T will four. I was like, man, Landers is a left-handed bat. Maybe we could get a swing or whatever. And, um, you know, and they decided to put her in at that point. So it's definitely a, a team effort as you're going through the game. You know, I think you have three coaches and generally a lot of our players too, right? Like everyone's in it for the strategy of it. And so um, I think we all kind of give our, our thoughts as we're going through there. And um, the lefties were definitely getting some swings off. And so, um, but I can tell you, Kirsten and Mason could probably attest to this, but I don't know the last time I've seen her stay inside a ball and hit it down the left field line. Like, she usually pulls and she usually gets the ball up in the air and um, she takes a hack like you guys saw. So, uh, you know, I think sometimes you got to get a little bit lucky, but I also think luck is where preparation and opportunity meet each other, right? That whole thing. Yeah. And so um, we were prepared. We had strategy, the opportunity presented it and Kirsten took her hacks and look where we are. So um, just grateful that she was comfortable enough to take the Kirsten Lander swings that we know she brings. And uh, boy, she one strong girl. So, yeah. 
she talks about being blacked out and not even know what she was doing because she was like, <laughs> in the moment. Um, but uh, I, you know, looking at her, um, she was like really present from what I saw, just, you know, just taking some really big swings. And I think when you're comfortable doing that, a lot of things can happen and, you know, took the bat off the shoulder and, and got us the win. We uh we were super excited as soon, I, I talked to you guys off air. My wife played high school softball, um, not much past past that. But as soon as she hit it, uh, my wife was like ready for whatever we were gonna watch after you guys came. But I looked yeah. at her. I said, "That's it. That's it. Like she's that's in. She's in. Uh, we will score. We will win." And so it was so exciting. So now you turned your attention to the World Series, like right? Like we're going back to Oklahoma City. Um, are you excited to get back to Oklahoma city? Like, do you have a favorite place to eat there? Like, is there, is there anything you're, you know, outside of just re- like the games, like getting back to Oak city is really, really cool. Right. You know, outside of just the games, but like we're back, we're in the world series. Like are you going to take some time and enjoying that or where are we at right now? Oh yeah, definitely enjoying it. I think, um, we always try to have a nice dinner and we go to the steakhouse and have a nice dinner and so, Oh yeah. Um, some of our boosters, Mickey Mantles, if anyone knows that, so they're in Bricktown and um, yeah. kind of a fun, a tradition thing we've done every time we've gone. Um, but I also think too, it's just, it's really cool. There's only eight teams in the country playing right now. And um, Elizabeth spoke this today. We talked about it at practice and we had some of our players speak to what it's like to go into something you've been dreaming about your whole life. Like a lot of our freshmen have been dreaming about what they see on TV and now they're actually going to go walk in and do it. And uh, so it's pretty cool to hear Elizabeth and Danny and Anna and Cass all speak on what it was like when they first walked in there. Um, so celebrating it, places to eat, but actually being on the field that only 18s in the country and one will leave with a W really cool honor and really cool moment. So you, you get, you mentioned that you go to a steakhouse and I know meat when he goes to Omaha or, uh, you know, Mike Martin, uh, 11 originally when he go to Omaha, it's seemingly every single year, they had their one steakhouse they'd go to. I'm curious, what's both of you to Elizabeth and Lonnie, your favorite <laughs> cut of meat and how do you get it cooked? How, how do you get it prepared? Don't say, well, don't say well done here. Cause we'll cancel. Yes, you do quick. not say well done. <laughs> we'll cancel you so fast. Like we'll cut you off the pod. Like, um, I personally prefer, prefer, uh, New York strip, uh, medium go. rare. Yeah, perfect, I'm perfect. Medium, depending on how rare the steakhouse goes, but a rib yeah. isn't too bad either. That's right. what I ordered for tomorrow's yeah. dinner. I'm a mid rib ribeye guy all the time. How about you, Coach? I'm a ribeye. Yes, I love a ribeye. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, Hunter's right. Yeah, because I, I can I can get down with a lot of different cuts of meat. You know, for yeah. from Memorial Day today, and obviously yeah. we're appreciative of those that have fallen and. The, the sacrifice they prayed, but uh, we we made some fillets at my house today, so it, you can't really go wrong as long as you get it done. But Liz, um, I'll ask you this, and then we appreciate you guys' time. We don't want to we don't want to bore you guys too much or take up too much of your time. But Liz, uh, what's it mean to to you to go back to Oklahoma City? Like, talk to us about um, you know just the experience. What you know, you're one of eight at this point and, and all of FSU nation is behind you. There's not a lot else going on, right? Like obviously the baseball team is in their regional, but you know, football's kind of at a dead point basketball, like literally all of FSU nation is behind you. What does it mean for you guys to get back to Oklahoma city and have all of FSU nation behind you and cheering you guys on? 
Um, well, firstly, on a personal level for me and the seniors, it's just like a complete 360, 180 moment where freshman year we get, well, I registered freshman year. So my freshman year getting to go and experience this and actually win it. And then now as a senior getting to return, I think it's just a great moment to be able to be one of the last eight teams playing, you know, on the the dream field that, you know, everyone like wants to be at. But I think as a team, it's it's kind of like a moment where we get to say, you know, like we we are competitors. There there were moments during season, I would say, where people, you know, kind of thought we fell off and, you know, very um, outcome oriented. But just being able to stick to the process and trust the work that we had put in every single day um, and now come to the end of season to see everything come together. And to know that no matter what kind of team we are, the culture, um, the culture holds us up. And as long as we put in the work and we stay true to who we are, we always have a chance. We're always in it. And, you know, we're always going to be a tough fight for any team that um, you put on the other side of the field. Yeah, absolutely. UCLA this week as our first game. Um, Virginia Tech played them really, really close. Lonnie, you, you mentioned last night or I'm sorry, last week how good Virginia Tech was and how much they deserved to be here and how they'd have a great shot at, at upsetting them. Um, UCLA ended up getting the last two games and, and advancing to Oklahoma City. But UCLA game one, I can't tell you how excited we are for it. My wife and I have already T-voted, like already have it ready to go to, to watch. Hey, and we've had you uh, – we had you last week after the regional win. We had you guys now after the super regional win. We're looking forward to having you guys back in about a week Let's and a half go. Uh, to yes. talk about this national championship. <laughs> we thank you guys so much for coming on tonight and, and taking part of your time to, to to chat with us. But, man, this is fantastic. We are so excited um, about watching you guys. I'm a, I'm a Lightning fan and a Lakers fan, and so both those playoffs are going on. I don't care about any of that. I just want to see <laughs> you guys play on Thursday night. Uh, I am so jacked about it. It's late. He also I'm, likes the I'm, Yankees and the Cowboys. No, no, no. I live in Tampa. Come on. I'm a Yankees, Lightning fan. I was going to say uh, Tampa. No, no. I live in Tampa. My dad grew up a Lakers fan. Come on. But all that said, like those teams, I don't care at all. Excited to see you guys play on Thursday night. Yes. And super, super jacked about it. My wife already knows that like kids are down by seven so that we can watch the game at <laughs> 9 p.m. on on uh, on on Thursday night, but thank Coach Lonnie Liz. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out thank with us, man. Go Knowles, and, and we're excited to see you guys this week. Thank you. Thanks for having Bye. us. Thank Absolutely. you. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye, guys. So, Coach Almedia and Liz Mason, man, I don't know if you guys were watching it or not, but their game on Friday night was freaking fantastic. Like. Talk about down to your last couple of bats, down to your last strike in a couple of times and yeah. coming back. And I, I literally looked over at Karen and said, like, it's going to be a game three. Like, it's 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 going to be an all or nothing. It's going to be a game three on Saturday night. We're going to watch it. We're excited for it. But, man, we are – I am nervous as hell. And then for, for Liz to hit that home run in the eighth and then for us yeah. to get a clean ninth inning um, – a shout out to uh, our pitching staff that really dominated and really, really pitched well. Um, just fantastic for FSU to 
clinch their spot in the Women's College World Series. So thank you, Coach Almeida, and thank you for Liz Mason for coming on tonight. That was fantastic. And, and, and uh, for it to be stress-free, like no elimination game, right? Like, that, like el- yeah. elimination games are the yeah. worst. And, no, and I, I'm, not, I'm not here to pretend I'm like a hardcore Florida State softball fan. Like I, no, I, I definitely watched, I definitely watched the entire uh, world series run a few years back, but I'm, you know, the, over the weekend, I'm not watching. I'm like, I'm checking my phone. I'm like, Oh, I might need to turn the TV on. And uh, they're just, Oh man, what a great game. And I'm glad I did not have to turn it on on Saturday again to hope that we could win that one. That just, it's so nice to sweep on the road in a stupor to get to Oklahoma city. So congrats to those ladies. Couldn't be happier again. My wife was a massive uh, softball fan and a great, great softball player um, in high school. And so it was a lot of fun to watch with her. Um, Richie, let's uh, let's go around the horn real quick before we get out of here too, too fast. We don't have too much more before we go. Double fries, no slaw. We didn't mention this brought to you by Guthrie's in Tallahassee. You can visit both their locations at 1818 West Tennessee and 2550 North Monroe. Get your box, Double Fries No Slot. Tell them we sent you. There's a sticker outside of both locations that says Guthrie's. Or I'm sorry, says Double Fries No Slot outside of the Guthrie's. Take a picture of that. Send it to us. We'd appreciate it. Um, we have a couple of things going on right now. A couple of you all have asked us. But still, if you send a picture of us, send a picture to us, of your double fries no slaw box, we will send you a free double fries no slaw sticker. So hit us up on social media, double fries no slaw, whether that be Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We don't have a TikTok just yet. Richie, make us a TikTok. Double I don't fries know what TikTok no- is, and I'm not doing it. I'm not not <laughs> double, doing it. <laughs> double fries no slaw on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, YouTube as well. We appreciate you guys' support. Let's jump into a little bit around the horn, and we'll get out of here. FSU Game Talent Game Times announced for the first three games. We already talked about Notre Dame being a night game, 7:30. Jacksonville State, 8 p.m. game, and then Wake Forest, 3:30. Yeah. Tell me about Jacksonville State at 8 p.m. and then Wake at 3:30, Richie. Come on, old man. I'm I'm not happy about Jacksonville State at eight o'clock. Um, you know, we we talked about this in our group chat uh for the podcast you're like 80 years old is what the problem is i essentially yeah i don't want to be up again if this is a big game like if we're two top 10 ranked teams florida state being one of them i'm all about an eight o'clock kickoff but jacksonville state it's it's a payday you know it's a game we're paying literally to win to get a free w i I do not want to be up till midnight watching it but you did mention that the players probably like it. It's probably good for recruiting if we have any visitors on site. So I, I do get that. I'm not a huge fan of it. The big one for me, man, it, is that Wake Forest 3.30 kickoff because not because of the time or anything like that. I'm assuming we're going to be one and one heading into that Wake Forest game, and that's a huge, huge game for this team. Um, you got to get that win to have any hope of what we want to accomplish this season. What were your thoughts? Yeah, that Notre Dame game is going to be tough week one. Um, you know, I'd love for FSU to obviously upset Notre Dame. We've, we've talked about that spread is about nine points, nine and a half. Um, I expect FSU to win the next week. And so you're going in one and one of that Wake Forest game. And I think if you can, if you can beat Wake Forest on the road, 
I think yeah. you really set yourself up to get to that six, seven win mark, which we really, really expect. We really, really want uh, that. That Wake Forest game at three thirty is massive. Uh, I think it's it really good. Yeah. I think it's good that it's at three thirty. I, I don't want to play Wake on the road um, at eight p.m. Yeah, I, I don't want to play any team on the road at eight p.m. You know, just you do from not a, want to go to Snuggy Hill at eight p.m. because nah, that I is a go, death trap. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. I don't want to go anywhere in the ACC at eight yeah. p.m. No, you I, know, I don't want to go to Raleigh. I don't want to go to Clemson. I don't want to go oh, anywhere Raleigh, at eight God, p.m. No. You know, so I think that the fact that it's at three thirty is a good thing for FSU. I mean, we're we're grasping at straws at this point. Um, looking for positive news, but I, I think that three thirty for FSU is a good thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna put my stamp on it right now. Florida State comes out of that weekend two and one. Uh, we come out of that That'd weekend standing. That'd be a loss. A loss to Notre Dame in a close fought game. A win, and then a game against uh, Wake Forest, which we get a win on the road. It will set up FSU's season for success. Like it will. All I'm saying, TJ, do not let us be three and zero coming out of that weekend. Oh, if we, if we upset Notre Dame, and, oh, and and honestly, it's not. I, I'm going to pick Notre Dame. Like spoiler alert, like it, that, that's where we're at. But like you said, the the latest spread is at seven points. Like it's a touchdown game. I'm again. I'm going to pick Notre Dame most likely. But if we pull that upset, beat Jacksonville State, and then beat Wake Forest, and we're three and zero, like this podcast is could be out of control. We're going with heavy lies early <laughs> if, if if we're able to upset those. Let me ask you this: so FSU is a three point favorite against Louisville. Last year, Louisville beat our absolute brains in. Uh, you know, yeah, no, no, uh, <laughs> we don't, we don't, we don't, we don't mix facts on this podcast. Like we just kind of <laughs> give it to you like how it goes. Uh, you like FSU as a three point favorite there? Like, I think that's a little, I don't know. I think that's a little wild to give FSU a three point favorite. I understand we're at home, yeah. but against a team that absolutely blew our brains out last year. Like, what, what do you think about that? So how, TJ, I'll be honest with you. I'm so confused with all of these. I think we have four lines right now for Florida State. And all of them are kind of have me a little like, I'm not sure about that because I think they're all very favorable towards Florida State. Um, Of these four lines that are available right now, and that's Notre Dame minus seven, Louisville plus three, uh, Miami minus nine, and Florida minus 16. I think think you got to take our opponent's on all four of them and you come out on top. But again, it's early. We don't know what these teams are going to look like come when the season starts. Um, but Vegas thinks very favorable of us. It seems because I, I'm not, none of those lines have me thinking, yeah, I, I have to bet Florida state at the max bet right now because I don't see it. Yeah. We talked about, uh, Notre Dame minus seven. I I kind of like Notre Dame to cover there. I, yeah. I don't mean to be the the major pessimist on this show. I know Richie's usually the optimist, and that's kind of how we how we roll. Louisville plus three. Like I, I mean, just to be very honest with you, I like Louisville to cover there. Miami plus nine. Minus, minus one. I think nine. we can beat out. Miami, right, I, I think we could. I think we could cover that. I, I don't necessarily think we beat Miami, but I think Miami minus nine. I think we have a good shot. And then you have. 
minus. I have 16. no idea I, on that one. I have no it's idea. It's tough to call because yeah. I, I don't think Emory is very good, but no, you know they're they're still a better team than us. But yeah, for you sure. Know, if you're asking me right now, I like us to cover the sixteen. So I don't know. I you know yeah, the it's... the lines that have been put out at this point are <laughs> are tough to answer. The other thing is these lines are projected lines. You you can't place bets on these actual lines. Um, they're lines that are projected, and you you'll the actual lines will be released the week before the game. Yeah. So these are projected lines, and they're not very real anyway. But there's something to look at, and something for us to talk about. Um, something else for us to talk about: FSU Midnight Madness is starting in just a few hours, yes. four hours from right now. It's eight oh one p.m. according to my clock. Uh, FSU Midnight Madness starting in just four hours. Travis Hunterson, McCall, AJ Duffy, others in attendance, uh, others in the top 40 of 247's rankings, uh, in the top 150 of FSU's rankings. Talk to me about that, Richie. Talk to me about FSU Midnight Madness. Yeah, well, what a great move by Mike Norvell. Um, so the dead period ends at midnight tonight, June 1st. Obviously, midnight is the official open period, I guess you would call it. Uh, but Florida State, I, I love what Mike Norrell is doing here. They're doing Midnight Madness, literally 12.01. They will have 17 visitors on campus at midnight, so 12.01 a.m., just to start their visit to include, like TJ said, Travis Hunter, uh, Sam McCall, A.J. Duffy. They have seven of the top 150 players on the 247 composite, 17 total prospects overall coming to Florida state. I just love what he's doing from a recruiting standpoint, the games, again, they have to get played. You got to win games. You can't go, you know, three and nine and expect to keep this class together. But I love that the fact that literally the dead period ends at midnight tonight and he will have 17 prospects, seven of the top 150 on the two, four, seven composite on campus, literally in less than four hours, TJ. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I've seen people talk about our um, our recruiting, and I, I know we got to win games. Like at the end of the day, we got to win games. We got to get there. Shout out your shirt, by the way. We we haven't talked about it just yet. Shout out the Rollcast. Rest yes, in peace, Trey. Um, I'll never forget when I hired Richie to be the producer of the Rollcast. But shout out the Rollcast. Um, but yeah, we got to win games at the end of the day. But man. It is exciting to see what Coach Norvell is doing um, for this recruiting class. You know, we talk about this all the time. We give a lot of props to the uh, to the boosters. But if you're not a booster, I don't know what you're waiting on. Go to boosters.fsu.edu right now and sign up to be a booster of Florida State. You know, it, it goes to not only this FSU football program, which we all love and hold dear to our heart, but it goes to the programs that we've tried to feature on this this podcast and in the FSU women's tennis and the FSU women's basketball, FSU basketball, men's team. It goes towards soccer. It goes towards softball. It goes to so many things that we uh, hold near and dear to our heart. FSU boosters, go to boosters.fsu.edu and sign up because it, it, it just touches so many lives and we really appreciate those that do go and sign up. But Man, yeah, football has got me excited. I see all these coaches tweeting these gifts, ready for midnight Eastern. It's just under four hours to go. We are super excited for it. Uh, before we get out of here, FSU golf looking to advance. 
Uh, they're in a good spot. I'm I'm looking at the yeah. team scores right now. Florida State is sixth at seven over par. Um, to advance, they need to be about they're 16 over par. Sorry, to advance, they need to be 32 under par. So they're in a good spot to advance to be the top eight. Uh, Richie, you've been following FSU golf on the uh, on the leaderboard there. Um. Not not as much to be honest. I, I've played a lot of golf this weekend, but not been watching. But I have been keeping up. And the good thing for Florida State is, you know, if they advance, these scores reset. Right? They go they go into a match play. We talked yeah. about this with uh, Coach Jones uh, Monday night, or I think it was Monday, Tuesday night. I don't Tuesday, know. Tuesday, last Tuesday. week. Go go back to our last show. We talked to Florida State head golf coach Trey Jones. Uh, Florida State, the number one seed in the NCAA championship. Um, but yeah, all they have to do is advance. So it doesn't really matter if they're 15 over or 15 under at this point, because it looks like they're going to advance, go to match play, John pack. My goodness. First of all, I just have to mention he had an Eagle today, a six, 600 plus yard par five, beautiful drive. Then goes driver off the deck. Anyone who plays golf knows that is the most difficult shot in golf puts it within feet for a tap in Eagle. Um, just this golf program, what Trey Jones has done is phenomenal. Uh, really excited. They are going to most likely advance to the next stage. And again, don't look at the scores, what they are right now, because we don't have to worry about it. It wasn't a great performance, but it's, you know, that survive and advance mentality to where I, I love us in match play because one through five, I think Trey Jones has a really good group of golfers right now. Yeah. And, and Richie says it wasn't great, but I will, will say it's like, you know, top six out of like 30 yeah. teams. So like, wasn't great. Still top six out of 30. So teams. we're spoiled like, is what I'm trying to say. So like, yeah. Like Richie you don't follow like our we golf were, program. We yeah, are spoiled. Like, yeah. We, we were really good this weekend. So <laughs> shout out to coach Jones. Um, appreciate him coming on the pod. If you haven't heard it, go back and listen to coach Jones on the podcast this week. I'm going to add Harlan to the stream. Harlan, uh, FSU baseball clinched a spot in the playoffs this weekend, uh, the Old Miss bracket. I want to add you to the podcast because you are a baseball aficionado. It's almost like you have some inside takes here on baseball. But tell us about old, uh, the Old Miss region. Talk, talk to us about FSU uh, this weekend. Yeah, so a lot of people thought we were going to be either head to Arizona or Gainesville. I knew a little earlier than everyone else in the nation uh, that we were going to be headed to Oxford before the flex on the flex on. We have an insider here, right? Yeah, yeah. Show us those biceps, Harlan. Let's go. And there's already been reports out, so I can say it. He's not. Mike is not very happy about. I mean, we're a top twenty-five team, and we're seated at a four-seated tournament at three. That doesn't really make much sense. Um, It seems like the committee put a lot of weight on RPI which doesn't help ACC because we kind of just beat up on each other. So the RPI was kind of dumb to go on it. You saw Alabama get into the tournament with Pittsburgh, not and Alabama. They just solely went off RPI, which is crazy. Um, But for the Oxford regional, um, it's really, they had the selection show. And the first thing they said after the whole thing was what, uh, what regional intrigues like intrigues everybody the most is oh the most difficult region is the Oxford regional, and I was just like geez man like of course we get the most intriguing difficult one yeah we've got Southern Miss at thirty seven and nineteen is who we'll play uh, they are the two seed 
And then old, obviously Old Miss, who's hosting 41 and 19, they're facing Southeast Missouri State, who is 30 and 20. But the big thing here to me is FSU has not faced anyone at full capacity this year. And Oxford is going to be 100% capacity, beer showers and all of the outfield. I mean, they haven't faced anything like this yet. So it'll be interesting um, to see, but we definitely got a bad draw here. I, I feel like at least. Where do you feel like FSU chances are here, right? Like if FSU plays their potential, you know, you've seen FSU shut out Miami. You've seen FSU absolutely take Florida, the woodwork. You see FSU win on the road at Notre Dame. If if FSU plays to their potential, can they win this regional? I mean, just be real. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They can win it. They can – if they win their first game and Messick throws against Ole Miss, Messick can beat anyone in the country. So – you can potentially, I mean, to be honest with you, the spectrum is very wide. You can be looking at an O two and out with the four teams that are here, or you can be looking at a two O us sitting on sitting there on Sunday waiting to see who has to beat us twice to get to a super. So, I would say it's it's a very wide range of things that could happen this year. There's four very good teams, and I oh, three very good, four average. So, um, it's a wide wide spectrum. It'll be a really interesting regional. I think a lot of eyes will be on this regional right here. Like you said, ESPN said that this was the most talent laden, the most difficult region to get out of. Yeah. That that might play in our favor, you know, like it, it might play in our favor because Ole Miss has a tougher three seed than anyone else has in their region. Um, FSU probably, very likely, and we're homers on this show but probably very likely should have been a two seed. And so for a three seed FSU to be in someone else's regional, I'm sure Ole Miss is not happy about having an FSU in their region because a lot of teams would have considered FSU uh, two seed material, right? So Harlan will do a preview of the regional on our website. Go to doublefriesnoslaw.com. We've got a lot of interesting stuff there, but Harlan will do a preview there and keep you guys updated on what's going on with our regional. We play on Friday. Is that correct, Harlan? Yeah, Friday at 3 o'clock, I believe. Yeah, 3 p.m. on ESPNU against Southern Miss. So the one versus four will play, and we will play the two-seed Southern Miss on Friday. Tune into that for sure, ESPN2. Shout out the Animals. I've seen them very hyped up. I've seen a lot of them excited to go to that game. Uh, Harlan, thanks for jumping in and yeah. chatting with well, us. One thing uh, to add, you were talking about the Wake Forest game. I get married that day, so I might have a little uh, <laughs> little juju on that day. So I get married at 5.30, games at 3.30. So maybe I'll give, give the Knowles a little up there. I'm still waiting for my wedding invite um, because <laughs> it hasn't come in the, ma- in the mail just yet. But uh, I'm sure it's just – you know, USPS government agency. It's just a little slow, but I'm sure it's on its way. Um, but no, no sweat, Harlan. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Richie, we have gone around the horn. Hey, FSU, I want to shout this out. FSU men's tennis pulled in the number one recruiting class uh, in the country. And so shout out FSU men's tennis. Shout out FSU women's tennis. They had a couple of uh, gals on their team make it to the quarterfinals of uh, FSU singles uh, in women's tennis. So shout out uh, Dini and Das. So shout out Andrea and Dini. Appreciate you guys and uh, your work towards FSU athletics. Man, I watched your 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 run against Texas and it was fantastic. Man, a lot of fun and uh, man, thank you so much for your work for FSU athletics and your uh, 
your accomplishments for being all Americans. Yeah. Richie, before we get out of here, you got any all uh your any out any uh, announcements or any uh what do you call it? Shout, shout outs. outs. No. Sheesh. I don't know why I'm forgetting shout outs. Yeah, no, nothing on my end. Um, you know, it was nice a uh, long weekend. Shout out obviously everybody who you know paid the ultimate price uh for the freedom of this country that's extremely important and, and we definitely want to recognize them yeah appreciate those who have family members that have fallen in uh in the battles that our country has uh fought you know appreciate those that have paid the ultimate sacrifice um and we're able to do what we're able to do because of your family members because of yeah. those that have paid that price and we we certainly appreciate it we certainly don't mean to take it lightly and so we appreciate those that have paid that ultimate sacrifice um i mean we couldn't do what we do from a podcast perspective from just a regular everyday life perspective without your sacrifice and so we so much appreciate it on this memorial day we appreciate coach almeida we appreciate liz mason for for joining us and they were fantastic and Man, I'm so excited, Richie, to see them on on Thursday night. I'm, I'm going to try and get you to stay awake past 9 p.m. to watch <laughs> I'm, I'm them. I'm going to have to. For, 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 for Coach yeah, Lonnie, gonna, I'll do it, man. She's been gonna on be, the show more than anybody I think we've any, yeah. we've had. I'm going like, to be I'm going to be texting you every 15 minutes. Like, Richie, you still okay. up? Richie, you still awake? Richie, I'll, you still I'll up? stay up for this one. I'll, yeah, I'll stay I'm up for Coach Lonnie. She's I'm awesome. Ex I'm excited to see Coach Coach Almeida and her team and Liz and those gals fight it out in oklahoma city uh, other than that man i don't have anything else shout out my wife she's great she lets me do this every week uh richie you got a song for us uh yeah so i was looking up country songs about oklahoma and i found the perfect one i've never Let's heard go. it i've never heard it but i think we're safe it's called no you in oklahoma so we're we're sh throwing shade at Miami and we're going back to Oklahoma. So let's let's do that one by Reba McIntyre. Let's go. Roll. All right, man. Until next week, we will see you guys next Sunday evening. Go Knowles. Timbuktu, somewhere down round Tupelo, my dad.
daddy's words rang true I called it quits in T-Town I finally had my say Addy-o, see you around I'm gone, you go your way You put the T for tears in Texas S for sad 